This is the Shotgun City Sheriff, the law himself, Clayton Clark. This is the Young Titan, Aaron Atlas. This is your favorite drunken pro wrestler, a.k.a. the Bud Light Brawler, Dalton Davis. This is Danger Josh Crane. Hey, uh, this is Matt Brannigan. This is Sage Phillips, the Catch Wrestling Casanova. This is Steve Wilson, the man behind former Impact Wrestling and current independent wrestling star, the monster, Congo Kong. This is Jake Something. And this is the jaw-jacking, back-cracking, God created all men equal, and then he made me the sequel, Rohit Raju, and you are listening to the Spot Show Podcast. The Spot Show Podcast. Spot Show Podcast. The Spot Show Podcast. Spot Show Podcast. Hell yeah. The Spot Show Podcast. The Spot Show Podcast. Yes, right. I stuttered. Shut up. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Spot Show Podcast, a professional wrestling podcast. Not about professional wrestling. I, of course, am one of your hosts, the Dr. Seuss of the commentary booth, Dickie Wabash. And I'm joined by this man right here. This man right here. Okay, I'm telling you. Here's the thing. We need to address something real quick. Hey, we need to address something real quick about you right here. You're back rocking the mohawk look, right? Yes, sir. At least take the fucking initiative to style it. Brother. We're in the studio. No one's paying to see this shit. But you got to take pride in your appearance regardless. No, not today. It's a fucking lazy day. Great lazy day. Great lazy day, but we have so much work to do because, as you know, that is the voice of the one-man boy band, Michael Madrox. As I said, this is a Spot Show podcast, and we are here. And this is one of those things where I feel like it's been forever since we've actually recorded um, because we had a pretty substantial backlog. Um, but, but now, hey, here we are. We're back in the studio. That is it quick. It really did. <laughs> it really did. But I'll tell you what's really going to make it in quick is that um, congratulations, loyal listeners. You are officially listening to the first weekly spot show podcast. That's right. I know that you're you're looking at your feed and you're thinking, well, wait a minute. I thought that this was supposed to be every other week. And no, 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 no. They did this to us. Well, I mean, you got to look at it in the positive light because, I mean, so to break it down a little bit here, like we talk about so much, but the problem is it would take us probably at our release schedule like three years to even get to where we've covered what we've all really wanted to talk about. So that is true. So now you guys are stuck with us now. For even more exciting adventures of our fast-talking mouths. I know. It's crazy. Can, can we just not do any more reviews during this weekly stuff, though? Man, you're putting the cart before the horse here again, brother. I'm sorry, bro, but this one was hard. It was. It was. Um, this. So for those of you that remember, a few episodes back, we did our review of WCW New Blood Rising, and I don't remember if it was you or me that suggested, hey, we should do the Nitro after just to see how it follows up, and we've now done that. I hate whoever suggested that, even though I highly believe it's me. I'm pretty sure I hate myself right now. It probably was you, because you're the one that like always puts content first. Like you're always thinking about what could be new content and what we could do to to better the content. And now now here's the thing. Now that we're weekly, there's so much more content that we need to cover. Man, no more WCW. <laughs> I mean, who knows? 
I wouldn't who know knows. who said that, but I got to be honest here. Spoiler alert. I never listened to the New Blood podcast back. Really? I couldn't do it. It has PTSD in my brain, bro. Do you listen to our podcast back? Yes, all the time. I do, too. I Because I'm the one that edits, so I have to listen to it while I'm editing it. And then I listen to it usually when it goes live. I just listen to it when it goes live. I don't do the editing. That's your category. Yeah. Uh, hopefully one day it's not going to be just me uh, because we're, we're we're just a little two-man operation here. I mean, we got the the brothers on the outskirts, but they're not the ones putting in the, the legwork. You know, this is how this business is built. And we're just broken down pieces of meat. With no legs. <laughs> well, you have no leg. So let's talk about legs here for a minute because this is just something that needs to be addressed. So a couple of days ago, and I know that I shouldn't be complaining about leg pain with you, obviously, because of what you've been through. So a couple of days ago, I'm cutting my grass in my front yard and I get absolutely obliterated by ground hornets. I wish I could have seen it. My neighbor was across the street and he saw me doing the little like uh, uh, the little fucking uh, Charlie Chaplin well, shuffle. Well, not even that more of the uh, watch out for the pyro Sean Sugar Daddy Dawkins <laughs> dance where I'm, you know, dancing. But dude, they ate my fucking legs up and it is miserable, dude. Like this mic cord is like bumping against it just barely. And, you know, like whenever I sit and record, I like to sit back in my chair and cross my legs. You can't do that. I even. can't do it because it's just so uncomfortable. But Dude, it if if you ever get hit by ground hornets, just know I know how bad it can be because it is really really bad. This isn't just like a normal bee sting, like it because normally a bee sting it's like yeah, it sucks, it, but this one is just this one's different, man. It hits, <laughs> it different. hits different. It hits different. Do we ever decide if TNA was the one that used that? I don't know. So this is a conversation that we were having off by like we were trying to figure out one wrestling company used the phrase it hits different and I don't remember who it was. And we're still too lazy to Google. And we just could Google it. We just (laughs) could. That's the thing. We have all this information at the tip of our fingers and we're just like, nah, we ain't going to look it up. It'll come to us. Oh, it'll come to us at some point. But hey, here's the thing, guys. Before we get a little bit too far into this podcast, I just want to let you know that this episode of the Spot Show podcast is brought to you by Sewer Layer Toys, Elite Pro Wrestling, and BurntBuds.com. But you're going to hear a little bit more about them later. That is, of course, unless... You head on over to patreon.com slash Studios, And if you back us at the $5 and above tier, you are going to get Spot Show completely ad free. But listen, $5 is not the only tier that we got on over there, Madrox. It's not. We got that $10 tier and we got Big Stupid Popcorn coming out. You know how it is. Big Stupid Popcorn. We've already got one episode up. Maybe by the time this is recorded, the second episode is up. I'm not really sure how that's going to fall in the scheduling. But hey, we got plenty of behind-the-scenes photos, ad-free content, exclusive content over there on patreon.com slash Studios. But listen, guys, here's the thing. I understand. Times can be tough. Maybe you don't have the extra ducats to toss our way. I completely understand that. You can support us absolutely free by just heading over to the Facebook page, inviting your friends list, sharing the podcast, or most importantly, this is arguably the most important one, 
five-star reviews on your favorite podcasting platform because that is what helps us grow. That's what helps us get more eyes on the product. So again, head on over to your favorite podcasting platform and leave us a five-star review. We would very, very, very much appreciate that more than you can even imagine. So with that being said, how can you still talk after all that? How can I even think after what I just watched, which is the Nitro after New Blood Rising? Oh, man. Like I said, I hate whoever thought of this. 2000s WCW is weird, man, because they're doing that thing of where they're trying to do the worked shoots and it just doesn't work because of the way that they go about doing it. And I'm going to explain to you why it doesn't work when I get into the show. Because they over-exaggerate everything about it? That's the easy way of saying it, yes. They just they just ham-fisted, forced it in. It just it was not organic enough. And, like, that's the thing. So, like, you, I'm, I'm not saying here, I'm not saying that breaking kayfabe and using insider terms and stuff like that does not work in wrestling. It does. Let's probably of the last... Oh my God, I was going to say 10 years, but it's been over 10 years. The CM Punk pipe bomb. Yes. That was 2011. Was it? Yeah. Man, we're old. Or no, wait a minute. Yeah, it was. That that was 2011. So it wasn't even within the last 10 years. But let's use that as the example. Brother, we're 2023 now. It's 12. Yes, 12 years, years ago. ago. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, over 10 years. So that one clearly broke the broke the uh uh the 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 fourth wall well he did it again and brawl out but he did fair but what i'm saying is that i think that the cm punk pipe bomb as controversial as it was in the grand scheme of things like you really need to look at that like if you're going to do a break the fourth wall break kayfabe sort of thing i think that that should be your baseline because it felt very organic it wasn't too forced it wasn't any overdone it wasn't overdone so then that brings us to the cold open of uh this nitro which was a very cold open there wasn't even an intro there wasn't even there wasn't anything it just begins with vince russo standing in the ring with tank abbott who, who looks who yeah the night before was out there with three count with his nipples cut out. Yes. Now he's trying to portray a badass. Yes. But here's my my takeaway from Tank Abbott in the middle of this ring. He looks just like Mr. Halls from Danville Dreamers. Yes. Dude, I popped bigger than shit when I made that connection in my head. So... Uh, I put that, you know, uh, Russo's in the ring with a shirtless Tank Abbott. He's not wearing the cutout nipple shirt. Uh, and the crowd is very, very aggressively chanting asshole at Vince Russo. And meanwhile, you got Tony Schiavone on commentary saying, so are we on air? Are we on air? I don't know if we're on air. I don't think we're on air. And you got like Mark Madden and all of them just going nuts or anything. So. Uh, Speaking of Mark Madden. Yep, yep. My favorite line from this whole segment on the commentary crew. Tank Abbott can sing, dance, and kill people. <laughs> yes. Yes. I wrote that down too. Tank Abbott can sing, dance, and kill people. So um, Russo uh, calls back to Bash at the Beach, calls Hogan a piece of shit. 
blah, 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 which knowing what we now know about Bash at the Beach 2000, probably not the smartest move there by Vinny Rue because, I mean, there was a lawsuit happening and and there was not a kayfabe lawsuit. It was a pretty real lawsuit. Can we talk about how bad Vince Russo's promo was, though? It was just terrible. Like, he's blatantly, like, not even just by his delivery, but just more of the context of what he's saying. He blatantly just looks in the camera and says, wrestling's fake. That's not even my biggest takeaway because I'm cool with the whole Jerry Springer bullshit they were trying to do. Goldberg, you want to play Superman? I got your kryptonite right here. And then points he points to the tank, the tank Abbott, Abbott. And then goes, and I'm going to shove it up your ass. So, like, I was so hoping to see Vince Russo grab Tank Abbott's head and shove it up Goldberg's ass, and I was let down. Speaking of shoving things up an ass, uh, there is a line later in a promo that is the line of the fucking century. We'll get to it. Uh, So, anyway, Russo is just openly, like, he's just burying Bill Goldberg, which I think is very stupid because you're just, you're bottoming your top baby face right now. Like, you're just... You're burying him. You're making him. He's like, Goldberg thinks that if this was real, then he would be the toughest mother. It's like, so you blatantly are just calling pro wrestling fake. Yeah. You blatantly, your fucking product. Like, that's what I'm saying right there. So then after all this, Goldberg comes out and he's still got the broken ribs, um, which, as you said last time, you have never uh, you've never seen an actual doctor put compression ribs on. um uh, to or on the ribs to help it, so that's where this kills the whole thing. It's like so we're we're breaking kayfabe, but in kayfabe, Goldberg is still rocking the taped ribs. I mean, for a guy that just almost died the night before in a serious motorcycle crash in Canada, yeah, he's moving great. Oh, absolutely. So then, I know at one point they just abruptly cut to commercial. I don't remember exactly where. Before you get to the commercial, though. Goldberg literally picks up the announce table and just chucks oh, it that, in his okay. room, so. so I was going to bring that up because I couldn't. Oh, re- no, that was after the commercial. I couldn't remember if it was before or after yeah. because what happens is they just they're trying to bring realism to it. So they just cut right to commercial. There's no direction. There's no nothing. So then they cut back. And apparently Goldberg and Tank Abbott are still just fucking fighting as the cameras just focused on the yeah, just focused on the commentary team. And they're just like no selling it. And Skiavone is like. Well, we're back here, and this is what's going on. And then Russo runs over, and he goes, put the camera on them fighting. Put the camera on them fighting. And then Goldberg. So, Goldberg's getting his ass kicked. And he wasn't, though. But here's where this kills any bit of credibility that this was real. Goldberg's doing fucking spots. He, yeah. he whips Tank Abbott and then ripcords him back into a lariat. <laughs> like, that's not what you do in a real fight, Goldberg. Like, that's not what Goldberg is going to do in Dude, a real I have fight. somebody with a ripcord spear in a real fight. Oh, hell yeah. I would. Uh, I've seen that in uh, in real life, and it was fucking immaculate. Um, so then, yeah, this is where uh, Russo is over at the commentary booth. Uh, Goldberg goes over and just starts tearing shit up. He's flipping the commentary booth. Um, is this where Goldberg says one down, two to go, or is that later? That's later. That's later. Okay. Um, so then this they, is where they cut to another commercial. Yeah, that's what I was. Yeah, and then they come back from the commercial, and Nitro is just normal. Yeah, yeah, because I know what they're doing. They just didn't. They didn't do it very well. Yeah. They were trying to do 
the whole this isn't supposed to be happening sort of thing. But, but then the announcers are sitting there with their call sheets going, this is not in the script. This ain't in the script at all. It's just I I don't get it. I love it. You know what I genuinely want to do? And this is not me trying to like say that this is organic. And like, so we seriously for the next podcast, we should watch the 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 raw that aired the same night to see which one's better just to see well we know what's probably going to be better it's probably going to be raw but we should just to compare just to see like what was going on against this wcw product i'm game for it yeah so anyway we we cut back and uh franchise is now on his way to the ring now wearing his gear and no tommy hill figures no tommy hill figures he's actually wearing his gear and you can tell that he gets shoot mad because they just cut his music off without him getting Without him being able to say, cut my music. Brother, sign of the night happens in this match. Really? I must have missed it. The new triple threat. Oh! Douglas and Tori's twins. I did see that. I just forgot to write that down. Yeah, okay, so that's sign of the night. Hands down. <laughs> the new triple threat. Shane Douglas and Tori's twins. Um. So... This is this ends up being franchise and Reno versus Kidman and Vito, um, and they're doing this whole like. Can we, can we just applaud that Kidman got pyro on a Monday Nitro? He absolutely did. But what's weird about this is like I kind of know they're trying to go with a little bit of realism here, but this is not the way that you do it. They're still trying to do the whole, why are Reno and Big Vito fighting? Uh, the other dude, not Mark Madden, and not Chabon. Scott Hudson. Scott Hudson addressed it on commentary. I actually. must have missed that. I, I caught it, man. You know why they're fighting? Hmm. Because they used to work in an underground shoot fighting ring in Reno, Nevada. I don't know how I missed that. I don't know how I missed that. It made me pop when they tried to use that as the story of why these two were fighting. I'm for it. I'm for it. So the finish of the, I mean, there's not much to talk about with this match. It, it was bad. But the finish of this match is really fucking weird because they even say on commentary that Big Vito is taking advantage of the franchise being somewhere else. But he's literally just standing on the apron watching. And yes. he's watching his team lose. There was no psychology at all. No, none, match. none, none psychology. So did uh, you mark out though? We got to see roll the dice in that match. Oh my God. And it was one of the best looking roll of the dice I've ever seen. And so it was roll of the dice kid crusher, right? Or was it kid crusher roll of the dice? It was atomic drop kid crusher. Oh, okay. the roll of the dice was just the uh, false spot. Oh, it was the falsy. That's right. But that made me fucking pop. I didn't yeah. have to explain it in like my memory. I just have damn it, Willie. <laughs> Shout out to Cecil. <laughs> so uh then there's a beat down after um perfect- I gave this one a rank. Oh, you ranked this one. I ranked this one. What'd you rank it? Negative seven. Oh, I'm for it. I'm for it. <laughs> so then now from here on out, this is what we're gonna be doing. We're going to be giving a match. The Mad Bash negative seven of the night. I'm game for it, brother. Which is uh, the worst match of the night. Uh, sadly, I don't think this is the worst match of the night. <laughs> oh, okay. We'll figure that out. So the negative seven of the night uh, to be determined. 
Um, so then perfect event come to the ring and, uh, Scott Hudson's or no, it was Mark Madden, which by the way, during the next match, I actually, I finally figured out who was who. Me I'm, too. So I'm finally able to figure out who's Scott Hudson. Uh, J- Jason V tried to help me out on that one. He messaged me and he was like, Hey, just so you know, Mark Madden's Canadian. Yeah. He said, Scott Hudson is actually a really good commentator. Mark Madden's the one that's horny. And I was like, okay, good. Good to know, Jason. Thank you so much. By the way, he's going to kill me for saying this. We got to get him on here. Yes, we do. We got to get Jason V on. This you hear podcast. that Jason? He, I know he listens to, he studies the product. Um, so anyway, um, perfect event come to the ring and Mark Madden says, I think they are endorsed by Levi's because they're all just wearing the next four minutes of that whole segment. All Mark Madden's talking about is the damn jeans. Yes. And really my only takeaway from, from this whole thing is that all four of these guys sure seem really, really excited to be early 2000s WWE tag team jobbers. Yes. <laughs> That's really all it is. It's Mark Jindrak, Sean O'Hare, Chuck Palumbo, Chuck Palumbo, and Sean, and Sean Stasiak. And that's literally like they never. You can't have two Sean's in one group now. No, Come you on. absolutely That'll never can. work. Absolutely cannot. So anyway, they beat down. They're standing tall. Blah, blah, blah. We cut now to Ernest the Cat Miller. Um is in his office. The filthy animals come in. Can I can I just sum this up in one damn sentence? Go on. Filthy animals bought cat a prostitute. Pretty fucking much. That's what I wrote. You know, they 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 give him an assistant. Um, there's really not much to talk about uh with this segment. It's just kind of there. Uh Disco Inferno ends it by saying, Word to your mother, and then Cat says, Mother your ass up on out of here. <laughs> So, so from one backstage segment, we cut to a second backstage segment. Yes. Uh, which we, is David Flair covered in mud from the night before, just walking aimlessly. Yeah, and very sad. Uh, very, very sad David Flair, still covered in mud. Uh, he has not showered since the previous night. He just drove to the building in those clothes. Uh, Major Guns comes to check on Stacy. She's apologizing. She's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. She cannot um, act to save her damn life. No, she can't. Have you seen her other films? She's a terrible actress. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I, I prefer her as a backyard babe. That's a learned man's joke, by the way. Uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, Major Guns is a porn star. So uh, we cut to commercial. We come back, and um, I just want to say this about this segment. Is that it? it was it could have been good it could have been if david flair had even an ounce of the charisma that his dad has because if it was fucking nate out there you know he'd be fucking he'd be doing nate could have saved fucking major guns yeah he'd be doing fucking rolling knee drops onto his muddy tie and talking about i don't know what's wrong with stacy <laughs> like he would have been out there is like little woo. Woo! She was grabbing her stomach. I just love her so much. I don't know. Hit the rope. But we didn't Rolling get that. We got the, the most th- bland Lifetime Movie Network special I've ever seen in my I, damn life. I mean, I just, I, I don't, I don't know what's wrong. And then wrong. Major Guns back out with a huge camel toe well, this time. No, but hang on. I just don't know. I don't know what's wrong with Stacy. I mean, there's just something wrong with her. I don't know what's wrong. I, I just love her so much. I haven't seen her since the hospital I, I this morning. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen her in a couple of hours since I left the hospital in my muddy clothes. And I just, I don't really necessarily know what's wrong with her. I just, I really want her to be okay. 
Imagine that 20 times because it go it just goes on. It yeah. fucking drags on. Then it cuts to the back to the Misfits in Action's um, dressing room. And, and they're just playing cards. They don't give two shit. Yeah, and Major Guns with her terrible acting. I have to go out there. I must say something. Yeah. So then she comes out to the ring. Um, with a huge camel toe. Yeah, with a huge camel toe. And... Um, this segment, just like I said, it has the worst acting. But like again, if this was fucking Nate out there, like it would have been so much better because he would have sold that bigger than shit. Oh yeah, like he would have been so good. Would have made it. newspapers. Yeah, it absolutely would. But then David Flair almost makes newspapers for a different reason for uh, fucking uh, assaulting a woman. <laughs> he grabs Major Guns by the by the throat and he's like blaming her a for shoulder, the shoulder. shoulder shoulder oh we need to specify he's not blaming her he's just keeps repeating 152 times over and over again what did you do what did you do what did you do it reminds me in a it's like like in it you'll float too you'll float too what did you do yeah what did you do um so then stacy keebler uh comes to the ring and looks fine Looks all dolled up and shit for just being in the hospital. Yeah, she was just in the hospital. Apparently, she had time to stop and do her makeup and come to the arena and and put on a nice shirt. Um, And this is a point where um, I have to sit and think. I thought I was watching wrestling (laughs) because this is the most soap opera shit. And I know that there's the joke of like wrestling is a soap opera. I understand. No, bro. But this was literally soap opera level acting. Like, it was terrible. Like, I've seen, again, I know I made the joke about um, Tylene Buck being a porn star, but I've seen better acting in porn. Like, how, how the fuck, the night before, you're going to sell, like, your abdomen's hurting, your abdomen's hurting, like, full-blown miscarriage. Yep, like, yep. I thought she had a miscarriage. Yep, yep. She comes to this damn ring and screams, oh, I'm pregnant. And then Major Guns just powders, and they're just all, they're happy. Loving and embracing They're just each all other. so happy. Uh, David Flair's like, we're going to name a crowbar. Yeah, um, <laughs> crowbar. Um, Tony Schiavone then says my favorite Tony Schiavone thing ever. She's someone's mom. <laughs> so now we got Lance Storm out here, Mister Personality. As uh, I hope Lance JR Storm called saved him. the show. Yeah, I hoped Lance Storm saved the he show. Sure didn't, did he? What in the fuck was this match? I don't know. But here's something that I want to talk about is that Canada is always Bizarro World, right? Yeah. It's so weird. Like, obviously, it's Bizarro World because Lance Storm is supposed to be the heel, but he's the baby, and they're cheering him because he's Canadian. But, like, even outside of that, like, Canada has always been Bizarro World, and it's really bizarre. <laughs> but um, I saw what you did there. Yeah, but, like, why is that? Like, is it just because, because I always think Canadians are just more dedicated to wrestling than Americans. Yeah. And they just respect wrestling more. Yeah. If you notice, the, it's the gimmicks and shit that doesn't get over there very well. Like the comedy gimmicks and shit like that. Like they want to see fucking Lance Storm beat the shit out of fucking Mike Awesome. Like yeah. I wanted to see. Yeah. And so this is weird because then he does the Canadian National Anthem. Cat uh, comes out and cuts it off. In a trench coat. In a trench coat. He repeatedly keeps calling Lance Storm a Power Ranger, which 
they even address it on commentary and they go, he needs to find a new word. An ugly ass power An ranger. An ugly ass power ranger. Well, he called him everything. He called him, <laughs> you ugly ass power ranger, you power ranger looking, blah, 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 blah. As he's flapping his arms and screaming that he's a bad man with his ref shirt poking out of the trench coat that it's supposed to be concealing. Which, you know what? I don't hate Ernest Miller. I think I like him. That's fine. But I think I like him. This shit was hot garbage. I think I like him. Uh, Surprise! Special referee Ernest the Cat Miller. Yeah, Mike Awesome comes back out, and uh, we're now going to get a rematch from the night before. Um, not under Canadian rules, though. Not under Canadian rules. So I will say this though: this is actually very, the smartest booking on the entire show. Yeah. Because, but I'll tell you why, because they know that Mike Awesome is going to get booed. They know that Lance Storm is going to get cheered. If this was America, it'd be the other way around. So Mike Awesome, congratulations. You're the heel for this match and you're going to be teaming up with Kat and Jacques Rougeau is going to be coming out to the ring and it's just going to be a clusterfuck. Uh, this match, uh, was nowhere near was nowhere near like as good as it was the night before because no. I really do think that the Canadian rules match is a good match. Yeah. I really believe that. So then we get a run in of someone that I was not expecting and that is Carl Ouellette, aka we now know him as PCO, um former Ring of Honor world champion. Yeah. Um what if I told you that one of the men in this ring is going to be a world champion <laughs> and it's PCO. So uh, Mike Awesome was world champion. Oh, ECW. That's yeah. true. I forgot. Mike Awesome he, used to be good before WCW. Yeah. Yeah. Him and Masato Tanaka just giving each other fucking C- CTE. Yes. Oh, over and over. Whatever happened to Masato Tanaka? Probably CTE. <laughs> Probably somewhere. So they pull a screw job because they're in Canada, and that's the thing that you do when you're in Canada. Lance Storm wins. Um. You're forgetting something. That Elix Skipper runs out. Yes, sir. Because I, I was getting there. I, oh, okay. I didn't forget it. So Elix Skipper runs out, and um, they're all celebrating. Uh, they're trying to talk about, well, Elix Skipper isn't Canadian. And then Mark Madden's like, well, he played in the CFL. So that counts. Um, Mark Madden's Canadian, though. Mark Madden is the That's fucking... That's all he fucking said the whole time. Mark Madden is the fucking man. So we're backstage now. Lance Storm gives PCO, uh, he gives him the Saskatchewan Hardcore International title. Then he gives Elix Skipper um, the 100 kilogram and under title. And then we now have a cat with a bat. Uh, Cat Miller just shows up with a fucking wooden baseball bat and is just swinging for the fences. Uh, He says nowhere near the people, nowhere near the people. Um. So, uh, basically he's telling them that you're not going to have these belts anymore, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to be, do my best, be sure that you don't have these belts, blah, blah, blah. A little bit of foreshadowing ski. Uh, now we come to a weird, weird match, which not to say that any of these other matches aren't, aren't weird, but this is weird mostly because of its placement on the show. 
but you're going to hear a little bit more about that after we hear a word from our sponsors. This episode of the Spot Show podcast is powered by Sewer Layer Toys, located at 3197 South Third Place in Terre Haute, Indiana. Guys, let me tell you one thing about Sewer Layer Toys, right? You're going to walk in, you're going to see a bunch of stuff that you want to buy, and you're going to be thinking to yourself, man, do I really want to buy this? Do I really need this stuff? Well, yeah, you do. You're going to walk in there, you're going to see a plethora, an endless amount of vintage toys, of retro toys, of modern toys, of that toy that maybe you had as a kid and you vaguely remember it. You're going to see it there, very fairly priced. Listen, I go in there and I love it. I get most of my collectibles there. Same goes for Madrox. We love these guys. Go in there, tell them the Spot Show podcast sent you. Just so that I can prove to Scott that people are actually listening to us and that we are actually worth (laughs) tying our name to them. I'm joking, of course. Listen, Scott and Andrew are two great guys. They run a really, really good store located in Terre Haute. Again, if you go to 3197 South 3rd Place... That is behind the mall in Terre Haute, Indiana. Go in there to Sewer Layer Toys. You are going to find some really, really good stuff. This episode of the Spot Show podcast is also brought to you by Elite Pro Wrestling. Here's the thing about Elite Pro Wrestling, right? You have them to thank for the Spot Show podcast in many different ways. Elite Pro Wrestling gave Mad Bash Studios our first opportunity when we decided to come back into the wrestling business. So Elite Pro Wrestling is one of the OG backers. We love Elite Pro Wrestling so, so much. They are putting on incredible shows every single month. You should absolutely be there, whether it be in Odin, Indiana, Washington, Indiana. We would love to see you in the crowd there at Elite Pro Wrestling for every single thing that you need to know about EPW. Head on over to Elite ProfessionalWrestling.com. There you are going to find dates, events, links, everything that you need to know about EPW. Thank you so much for being a day one sponsor, EPW. We very much appreciate it. This episode of the Spot Show podcast is also brought to you by BurntBuds.com. You can check out Burnt Buds for all your cannabis-inspired clothing, jewelry, and accessories. And guess what? You can know that you're doing good. Burnt Buds has non-binary sizing up to 4XL. And here's the best part of all, 1% of all Burnt Buds profit goes to charities such as The Last Prisoner Project and The Trevor Project. Cannabis not your thing? Well, I got good news for you. Burnt Buds also has a variety of humor, Rasta, and LGBTQ plus themed clothing and jewelry. But I'm going to sweeten the deal here a little bit for you. If you go on over to BurntBuds.com and use our promo code SPOTSHOW10, you are going to get 10% off your entire purchase. Again, that is spot show the number 10 for 10% off your purchase at burntbuds.com. That is B U R N T B 
B-U-D-Z dot com. You can also check them out on Facebook at Burnt Buds. Check them out on Instagram at Burnt underscore Buds. Again, go to BurntBuds.com, promo code SPOTSHOW10 for 10% off your entire purchase. So last night, Booker T and Jeff Jarrett were the main event. I'm seeing a lot of last night references here. But now, they're the middle of the show for the heavyweight title for no reason. Is it even the middle of the show or is it the first hour? I think, well, I'm calling it the middle, but I think we're still like right on the cusp of the first hour. So, so why? Who cares? Why are we like, why did they do this? It just makes no sense. Uh, Apparently this is Jeff Jarrett's final shot. As long as Booker T is the champion. And I will say this for this match, the opening moments of the match, like the first, like three to five ski is better than the entirety of the previous match. That's exactly what I thought. Because I did not like that last match. I was like, holy shit, this match is better than the whole match last night. Look, here's the thing. And then it went downhill. (laughs) Booker is a good worker. Jeff is a good worker. These two have no fucking chemistry. None. None chemistry in the slightest. So why they insist on making them the the focus of the new blood is just beyond me because they just again they both deserve their flowers they're both good workers but their styles did not clash at all no they did clash is what you mean you yeah. said that backwards i i'm picking up you what you're me. laying down i'm picking up what you're laying down um of course there's a ref bump in this match because why wouldn't there be uh, that's a that that's a nice little foreshadowing of uh, everything that is going to happen for the rest of the evening. And what's pretty much happened so far is that there's no majorly clean finishes. There's always something fucky with all the finishes because God forbid we do fucking a clean victory. Why would we? So then Goldberg comes back with his taped ribs, and um, he just starts beating up Booker and Jeff. Uh, and this is the part where he says that's one down, two to go. So then we're just, they're all just wondering, you're like, who's the other two? Who could the other two be? But uh, yeah, this match was just, I mean, I honestly, I think I'm going to give this the uh, negative seven of the night because it was just, oof, it was a rough one. It was a rough one. It didn't work the night before. It was better than the first match. I'll give the it first that. five minutes were. Well, yes, it was because but it could wasn't. You call it better than the Lance Storm match, though. Uh, or worse than the Lance Storm match. I don't know. That's a toughie. That's a toughie because, I mean, there's really not a single good match on this card, to be honest no. with you. Um, but here's the thing. Here's why this match is better than the one the night before is because that one had 20 minutes. And it was fucking boring. This one had like half that. Yeah. And it was boring, but it wasn't, at least it wasn't 20 minutes boring. Yes. Because again, these two just have no, 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 I'm going to stress this again, no chemistry just at all. So now we cut to a Scott Steiner promo and... 
He's a medical fucking professional. He, he fucking he cuts <laughs> off the interviewer by just putting his finger in her mouth, which I just really popped me big. I just thought that was really funny. This is the greatest line that Scott Steiner has ever said in a promo. And I don't want to hear about the, you know, 120% chance of winning. I don't want to hear about it. he's fat. I don't want to hear about it. you. Look at me. Look at Smojo. No, 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 no. This line right here is the greatest thing that Scott Steiner has ever said in his entire career. I think career. I know the line you're thinking. This tricep allows me to put my fist down your throat, pull out your vocal cords, and shove them up your ass. You'll give new meaning to talking shit. <laughs> and he's talking about Kevin Nash, by the yes. way. Because apparently we're getting a rematch of, of him and Kevin Nash uh, because Vince Russo. And um, I didn't know if you have big triceps and you're medically cleared for surgery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you give new meaning to talking shit. So that's what Scott Steiner's got to say about that. Next up, we have a hardcore title match. This is Carl uh, Ouellette, but this I'm just not gonna... the hardcore title. Oh, I'm sorry. It's the Saskatchewan Hardcore International title. Uh, I'm just going to be referring to him as PCO because that's just what I know him as most. Um, one half of the Quebecers. Defending against Norman Smiley. and I pop for Norman. So I have a question about this. Because we obviously we both watched this on Peacock. What was the deal with that graphic that was blocking PCO on his way to the ring? Was that like a network edit or was that like a, a, a graphical glitch or what was that? I didn't pay you, attention you to it. You caught that, right? No. You didn't see that? I didn't see so it. So like a black, like textured, like it looked like the nameplate kind of, yeah. but it was like a perfect square of a black box just is over PCO at random times as he's coming down the ramp. Uh, maybe he's doing something he shouldn't be doing. He could have been. I don't know. But that's one of those things of I don't know if that was from the original broadcast or if that was one of the weird network edits that they had to do. It's just hard to say. I mean, it's just really, really hard to say. Um, Man, I I miss hardcore titles. I do, too. Dude. I do, too. Like, why do we not have them anymore? Is it just because... Like the novelty is worn off and it's just of a bygone era. It's because CTE. Well, I mean, that's when it all stopped. That is true. They don't want headshots. I mean, a hardcore title ain't nothing without a cookie sheet to the head, can just stick to the head, still chair to the head. Yeah. And plus, I mean, it kind of buries the lead. It like it kind of ruins the gimmick a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's watered down. It wouldn't be the same. Like we would love to see him back, but the PG era would ruin him for us. Well, they tried it with the twenty four seven title, but it was no just a flop. It yeah. wasn't even a hardcore title. It was just the hardcore rules. 24/7. Yeah, seven. Santa wins. Like is what. And if you remember, the twenty four seven rule wasn't even a thing until like. Midway through the hardcore titles, Crash uh, the, Holly started. We're talking the WWF hardcore title yes. until Crash Holly won it and he instituted it. Um, I don't know, man. I just really miss hardcore titles. Hey, pop quiz. Yep. Which superstar had the WWF hardcore Raven. title? The- I knew that's what you were going to ask <laughs> because he's like a 37 time hardcore champion, right? Like 137. Uh, something like that. <sighs> it's fucking nuts. Yeah, Norman Smiley could just not be fucked to be here tonight. Um, uh, apparently, he didn't want to be in the hardcore division ever again. Yeah, they're doing match. this. 
yeah, they're doing this whole story of like he doesn't want anything to do with hardcore. Uh, he's just here to be here for whatever reason. And the finish of this match was fucking weird. And I still don't understand what exactly happened. So PCO lays Norman Smiley on the table and either little Nate pulls. Well, no, I know it was, but I'm saying either little Nate pulls Norman Smiley out of the way or Norman Smiley grabs Little Nate and pulls himself out of the way. He grabbed Little Nate's shirt, and as Little Nate is struggling to get away, he finally pulled hard enough, and Norman came up with him. Yeah, and so then that's P- what they were going for. That's what they were going for, but it looked awful. Camera angles, bro, they're hard. So then PCO comes off, crashes through the table, and Norman Smiley wins the hardcore title. Which Norman, why wouldn't you just lay down and put his arm over you? Yeah. What are we even doing? You don't want it. Norman refuses to take the belt. Um, Nate follows him out of the ring. It's like, nope, this is yours. Yeah, this is your belt. And he's like throwing a fit. Uh, cut now to a Kevin. Hold Nash. on. Before we leave Norman Smiley. Yeah. Can we just appreciate that Norman Smiley was in WCW Mayhem before the hardcore division even started when he was a nobody with his little yellow trunks and little yellow baby boots? Dude, Norman was over. I love Norman Smiley in the 90s. Dude, but not until he got in the hardcore divisions when he really started popping off. I know, but I still enjoyed him. I remember going to a Thunder um, in like 98 and my brother yelling, smack that ass, Norm. And then he actually heard him and he smacked his opponent's ass. Um, It was probably Lodi or someone who the fuck knows. Um, So now we're doing a Kevin Nash promo and Kevin Nash asks the only logical question in all of 2000 WCW. Why do I have to do this? That's actually a good question, Mr. Nash. I would like to know why you have to do this because it makes none sense to put you in a fucking another number one contenders match after you just won the number one contendership the night before the night before. But he booked it. Yeah. Well, I'm going over. Uh, Was Nash the booker at this time? I thought we determined on the last podcast that he was. No, I don't think he might have been. I think. Nash's booking was definitely in 98 because he booked himself to go over on Goldberg. Um, But I think Russo's doing all the booking him and Ed Ferrara. I have no idea. So um, Kevin Nash just forces a Scott Hall reference in uh, which comes back later. And now here's where I got so mad at this show. Pissed. Livid at this show. We were robbed of the Filthy Animals entrance. I love the Filthy Animals entrance so much. It's so cool. It's so cool. So we cut to them. They're just in the ring. And apparently they are uh, going to be getting their tag title match that they were given last night by Ernest Miller. Did you like record anything about the promo in the ring? I mean... There really wasn't much to say about it. I mean, it was just standard Filthy Animals promo fare. Disco Inferno screaming, Jigga what? <laughs> oh, I didn't hear that. That's how the promo ended. Oh, I didn't hear that. He just gets up there and he does the Jay-Z shit. And he goes, Jigga what? <laughs> oh, my God. I love Disco Inferno. I love Disco Inferno. So Chronic 
comes to the ring to be on commentary and they are dressed just like the Hardys were when they were in the brood. Like he's literally wearing the exact Exact same same t-shirt that Matt Hardy wore. They used to sell those a hot topic. (laughs) I know that entire outfit is straight from a hot topic. Like that's all that entire outfit is. And literally they are dressed just like the, I'm not exaggerating when I tell you this, just like the fucking Hardys, the Hardys, older, creepy uncles. Yes. Yes. So then the Harris brothers jump chronic on commentary. Uh, They brawl to the back. Uh, Oh, by the way, this is filthy animals. It's going to be Hoovy and Ray versus vamp and Muda for the titles. What are you going to say about the vamp and Muda entrance? I mean, they didn't get ICP on this show. I'm heartbroken by that. Dude, I wonder why they didn't get it for this. That was so disappointing to me. I know. Um, so, so like I said, uh, Harris brothers jump chronic, they powder, they're fighting to the back. Mark Madden is still just insisting on calling Conan by his shoot name. Yes. Um, there is a spot in this match where Vampiro fucking tosses Rey Mysterio with a fucking power bomb. Just no regard for Rey Mysterio's safety. Tuck your chin, just kid. Just fucking picks him up and just throws him halfway across the ring. You know what this match made me like want? What's that? Rey Mysterio versus Muda. Like more of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Just because the little interactions they actually got to have in this match when Rey went and the shit kicked out him by Vamp. Like, dude, like, think of the fucking, like, money that match would have made. Oh, my God. Muda, like we talked about it last time, Muda is just so fucking goaded. He's so good. And so is Vampiro. Mm-hmm. Like the whole Dark Carnival, I mean, take out Dale Torborg, but like the whole Dark Carnival run was just so awesome. You had fucking Juggalo Vampiro with his Juggalo paint. He wasn't doing just a normal Vampiro all white. Yep. Like it was, and then Muda even kind of had a little bit of a Juggalo face paint with his. Raven. Raven. Ra- Raven cross. was, well, that, that was Deadpool. That was became the dark, which became the dark carnival. Yeah. Um, because Muda came in whenever Raven left. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, sting does a run. Oh, real quick. I also want to point out here too, that everyone in this match is wearing the exact same gear. You mean all black, all black slappy pants. There's variations. There's different variations. Great minds think alike, sir. I'm telling you, we're on that level, brother. There's variations like Muda's has like a little bit of a graphic on it. Vampiro's isn't pleather. It's like actual like cloth. Mm-hmm. Um, Hoovy's like is more shiny. Hoovy cosplayed as Billy Kidman. No, 100%. 100%. God, I love Hoovy. God, I love Hoovy. Remember whenever Hoovy got all that heat because he was like pitching himself to be in main event matches? Yeah. <laughs> I love Hoovy Dude Guerrero. Love him. So Sting runs in, uh, and it's not a DQ. I don't know why. Because we established this era, there's no DQs, right? I don't recall a DQ. Yeah, Sting runs in in front of the referee, and no, is I'm just... talking about like I don't recall this. Era, oh like, yeah, no, I see what you're DQ. saying. Yeah, but Sting just runs in, beats him up, and then leaves, and then the filthy animals win, um, and um. Oh, the ref didn't see it because the lights were flickering. Oh, that's what had that to happen. That would make more sense. That would make more sense. Uh, so after this, uh, like I said, the filthy animals lose 
or they they win rather. Uh, Dark Carnival loses the tag belts that they just won the night up to before. this point. Yes, between the pay per view and the Nitro after, we are almost to six hours in, and there has not been one clean finish, which is true. And spoiler alert, everyone, there still isn't going to be. Uh, not just wait and see. I don't remember. We'll get there. Did the cruiserweight title have a clean finish? Yes, it did. Okay. Um. Cool. Spoilers. <laughs> um. So then we cut to commercial. Come back, and Dark Carnival is in Cat's office, and Muda is trying to eat a lamp. <laughs> um. Like Dale Torborg is just yeah. So this is the damnedest thing I've ever seen in a promo. Dale Torborg is just yelling about how he wants a four corners match. Muda is biting a lamp that is on Ernest Miller's desk and Vamp is just grabbing shit and throwing it against the fucking wall. Like, and Muda's just, he's just yelling like, and he's literally like biting a lamp that it's the damnedest thing. I fucking loved it. So, um, Miller sets up that later it's going to be the Dark Carnival in a four corners match with Sting. Which makes no fucking sense because why would the Dark Carnival be against each other? Yeah, but then later on commentary they call it a three on one handicap match. Yeah. So what are we doing, fellas? Uh, next up, the 100 kilogram and under championship is on the line as Elix Skipper defends against Kiwi. And I forgot about Kiwi. Brother, same thing. You, I just forgot he was a thing. And um, there is something else about this match. Yes, there is. Our fucking favorite referee is back. Cal Reftus is what I'm going to start calling him. Instead of Cal Kestis, this is Cal Reftus. That's what I'm going to start calling him. Uh, Good to know that he didn't die from that chair shot, though. Dude, Cal Reftus? Yeah. Needs to lay off the damn cocaine. Did you watch him this match? Oh, my God. He was just all over the fucking place. Showing more emotion than he did the night before. <laughs> I'm not even talking about just showing the emotion, dude. How many times this guy can wipe his nose yeah. in a 30-second segment? Yeah, he was oh, and he was like, oh, like jittery and like uh, allegedly. I don't know. Uh, sorry to make those references to Cal Reftus. Yeah, fuck you, Cal Reftus. I want to book you. There is a spot in this match that fucking sent me. Kiwi picks up Elix Skipper and just suplexes him into the uh, into the into the buckle, but he doesn't do it like exploder style, where like you more land in the corner and your feet hit. Like he full blown, his lower back hits the top turnbuckle. Yes. it is fucking awesome. Like that is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. It was also at this point that I realized that Kiwi is the perfect cross between Jason V and Shank Barzini. Yes. Like, that is who The flamboyant is. coming to the ring, and then when he snaps, he's fucking full-on shake yes. mode. Yes. Uh, Kiwi died during this match, by the way. Um, He goes for a suicide dive, and uh, Elix Skipper moves, and then he just eats shit on the outside. So then we were talking about this. There was a moment, and we again, we could just Google it, I suppose, but Kiwi is known for like getting really hurt, right? That's wasn't, what I believe. Wasn't there a moment where he got really hurt? I think it was on a dive and he, like he snapped his ankle or something. There's something with Kiwi. Like I even Googled like Kiwi dive get like hurt, but I couldn't find anything. I couldn't. And I tell feel you. like for some reason Jeff Jarrett's involved with it, and I don't know why. I think I'm making that part up. <laughs> I think but, we're making it all up, brother. But I remember there was something with Kiwi where he got really hurt and what what's his wife's name again it was uh 
Oh, man. Passimian or whatever. No, that's a Pokemon. Pomegranate. Yeah, we'll go with that. It was Pomegranate, I think. It was some kind of fruit. The most manliest Jewish wife I've ever seen portrayed <laughs> in a skin-tight dress. Uh, so Kiwi goes under, and then he beats up Cal Reftus, and that just broke my heart. That poor guy. That poor guy. You, um, you know it's 2023, and we can't call him the ginger ref, right? Yeah, we're calling him Cal Reftus. I know, but we can got to refer to them as pigmently challenged. Oh. <laughs> Shout out, Jason B. Sincerely apologize. Um, so now we got Sting versus Vamp versus Muda versus Demon, and I love that they just continuously make Muda pull double duty. He has had four matches, a total of eight, nine segments in the last 24 hours. <laughs> he's fucking, Joe. he's a workhorse, brother. The only person that's got almost as much as him is fucking Vamp. Yeah. And, uh, the honest, only segment they didn't share was Muda's match with Cat. Yeah. And then Goldberg's had a lot of segments, too. Yeah. So's Nash. Uh, Booker. Damn, they just... They had a really stacked roster at this time, but it's like, no, let's... Let's not do let's anything Let's just make them. people continuously pull double duty. Um, this... What is this match? Like... This match... Could you even call it... This is the negative seven. This might be the negative seven of the night. Yeah. I think we're going to solidify. This is the negative. The only seven of the positive night. thing about this is when Vamp's beating Sting with the Kendo stick, you can see Sting's face go from what the fuck? Oh my God, this really hurts. So Vamp doesn't even bother to redo his paint. Like, and he looks like he openly just washed his paint off. Yeah. By the way, like he just, he doesn't give a fuck. Um, also, during this match, Mark Madden has been teasing all night that he's got news about Mean Gene Okerlund. Uh, Mark Madden challenges Mean Gene to a match on Thunder. So, you see where I'm going with this. Please, no. <laughs> I gotta see what happens, brother. I gotta see what happens. Um, so, Demon turns on Vamp and Muda. Uh, Muda, after the fact, uh, we, just says, fuck it, and powders and leaves. As Sting's got the Scorpion Deathlock, notices both guys coming behind him with Kendo Stick. Yeah. And just sits there and waits for whatever yeah. to happen. And Muda's not even selling. Like, he's just laying there like, I just want this. Muda misses his over. lamp. Yeah, he does. He does. I just want to go back and man, I was trying to eat this nice lamp and I didn't, I didn't get to finish my meal and now I'm out here with this dumb lamp. Like I, I, Muda loves lamp. Let's just put it that way, man. Muda loves. I need that lamp. on his shirt now. Oh, Muda loves lamp. Let's go. So demon turns on him. Uh, like I said, Muda just says "fuck this" and powders. Um, and then, uh, then they jump demon. Yeah, that's what made no sense about it is that they just As Sting just watches beat him up, and then they kidnap Sting. So. Cool. Which goes into our next backstage segment. Which is literally 10 seconds of Muda and Vamp have Sting on a trainer's table as the trainer is sleeping next to them. He's knocked out, but he he, just he's looks drugged. Like, he's just laying there. Like, he's just laying He's there. on that juggalo juice. He's just laying there. Like he doesn't even look like knocked out. He just looks like he's sleeping. Um, and you don't know what the fuck they're trying to do. He had to a him. hard time taping Goldberg's ribs, okay? Yeah, it was Cutting a rough some night, slack. brother. You know how much rib tape I've had to go through tonight? Um, so then Demon comes in to save Sting, and then it's, it's over. 
It's literally, it's like cliffhangers, fi- 10, 15 seconds. It's literally all for, it for no point. There's no point. They could have skipped that. None point. It, it just, the it, announcers are like, what was going on in there? Why is the yeah. coach drugged? Yeah. Like, oh, maybe they were trying to put a spike in his spine. There was no damn spike. No, who knows? But they also, at one point, I don't remember when they say it. I think it's actually during, like after the match. They say that the Vampiro Sting rivalry is just never going to end. And it's like, no, oh, yeah, you're you're kind of right because that it feels like that feud went on for fucking a year. That feud could have been so great, but they kept booking them in bullshit and bullshit. When's the Human Torch match? How are we already past that? Uh, maybe. Okay, I don't because then they have the graveyard match. Yeah, they have the Human Torch match. They do that spot. Where like Vampiro sets the ropes on fire mm-hmm. or something, and I, they start bringing the blood buckets. Yeah, so that might have been before. That might have been before all this. Who knows? It doesn't matter. I don't want to go back and find out. Yeah, I I kind of do. <laughs> um, I, I got a weekly podcast to fill, brother. So now we it's it's main event time, and Kevin Nash is coming to the ring with a FedEx delivery. Hey, I know we're live on the air, brother. We need content to fulfill. Let's pick a wrestler and go back and watch their careers through WCW, WWF, and review it. Oh, that's too much, man. Oh, that's so worth it, though. It's too much. So Kevin Nash, like I said, he's coming to the ring with what looks like a FedEx package. Um, I thought he bought something at Ikea. Yeah, like, hey, I'm going to assemble this date off in the middle (laughs) of the ring. Put Scott Steiner's ass through it. I want to put him through a date off. I got me a Billy bookcase here, brother. I'm going to put it together. And then I'm going going over. over. (laughs) Kevin Nash. That's a good meatball. Kevin Nash building Ikea furniture. (laughs) Like I went down to put in, you know, to put on that Billy bookcase and I tore my quad. How much do you think he would charge us for that for Matt Bash? For a Patreon exclusive, him putting together a a Billy bookcase. While he commentates it. While he eats ravioli as well. Yes. Oh, my God, he has to. (laughs) Kevin Nash putting together Ikea furniture. I fucking love it. I fucking love it. So, um, I don't know where this is coming from, but now we're talking about Scott Hall. Like, again, you got to think about it. Maybe this was buildup. I don't know, because we just started with New Blood Rising, and now we're watching this. But, like, Kevin Nash is, like, on this crusade now to get Scott Hall back. I think this is after Scott got fired. No, it it, it was. But that was the shoot part of it. But I think they're just playing off of it to go blur the lines. Okay. So Kevin Nash pulls out a cardboard cutout of NWO um, Scott Hall of NWO Scott Hall. And the, the cardboard cutout says, hey, yo, hey, yo, hey, yo. Oh, I also want to go back a little bit here during that promo with Kevin Nash. He said that he's not wrestling Scott Steiner tonight. He says, I was the number one contender. I deserve my match against Booker T. So that's what I'm doing. I'm calling you out, Booker T. I want you to come out here. I'm getting this fucking title. So he's doing this whole segment in the ring, and he's just interviewing the cardboard cutout. Um, And Mark Madden just keeps forcing, saying, hey, yo, hey, yo. Um, so then he calls out Booker and he's like, Hey man, come out here so I can fucking put you through this date off that I just put together. Um, got it on a deal. It's like, listen, man, I'm just telling you like, 
when you're building a Daytoff, you need help because you got to hold the pane of glass is all I'm saying. I got this on a two for one deal. <laughs> I got you one too, brother. This is the greatest idea. Like, <laughs> Forget Bad Bash. Yeah, Kevin Nash putting together IKEA furniture. <laughs> New life goals here. Oh man! So then Booker comes out, and uh, then Steiner attacks. He comes out, and he's beating up both Kevin Nash and Booker um, with a lead pipe. With a lead pipe, just beating the ever loving dog shit out of. I got. Him. I got a serious question for you. Just go on, brother. Like we got to pause everything and get this question out there. Yep, yep. With as many lead pipes that were used in the '90s and early 2000s wrestling, why is lead poisoning not the leading cause of death for professional wrestlers? You do bring up a very solid point there, and I definitely feel like that's something that needs to be explored because you are bringing up a lot of concern. I am, man. <laughs> That is the thing. Like the lead pipe was the standby weapon from like 96 up to like 2003. Yeah. And dude, I'm telling you, Scott Hall or sorry, Scott Steiner is beating the fuck out of them with this lead pipe. Like he is just beating the ever loving dog shit out of. I was so worried about his health. Like he wasn't wearing gloves. Yeah. I mean, it it could creep in through the skin. Scott. I mean, listen, this detox lead free. (laughs) This detox. The only IKEA furniture that I can remember is Daytoffs and Billy Bookcases. Like I, I don't remember any of the other names. But have you ever been to an IKEA? Hell no! But dude, I want to. I want to see Kevin Nash just shop at an IKEA. Dude, IKEAs are legitimately fucking awesome. Ain't that bookcase? Uh, yeah. This uh, the the dresser that yeah. is in the Mad Bash Studio. That's an IKEA. Is an IKEA um I, IKEA uh, dresser. Um, that's where we store all the equipment. But What's anyways, its name? I don't know. I have another one. I'll have to look at the well, box. I know it's not going over. Yeah, you're not going over. <laughs> I am. I'm going over. We've established this. I don't like olives. <laughs> Kevin Nash eating the ravioli is my favorite thing ever. I love Kevin Nash eating ravioli. Kevin Nash with the Ikea is my favorite thing, and it's not a reality. <laughs> yet he's just putting together a billy bookcase dude i'm dead serious like we need to book him just to do this one video yeah not even to wrestle not even to wrestle just just and he's got to do it in the middle of the ring in front of everybody no dude i just want to see him in an empty bedroom (laughs) just (laughs) Just, sitting on the floor because he's like god damn it i put that one in the wrong spot (laughs) oh shit so anyway uh steiner attacks booker and nash um, so then we cut to on the screen, uh, Kevin Na- or sorry, Goldberg is like calling out Scott Steiner and then he has Medasia and he jackknife power bombs her off camera through a table. Thank you everyone for listening to the spot show podcast. We're <laughs> no, the reason I say that is because this show just fucking ends. Yeah. It just ends. No explanation. No, no explanation. sign off. Goldberg, you son of a bitch. It ended how it started. Just abruptly. You want to know what's sad? Why? I sat through the first 10 minutes of the next Nitro because I didn't know it ended. You thought it had just rolled? You thought that it was... I was writing stuff down and I look up and it pans to Vince Russo in the ring with four security guards. (laughs) Three of these security guards are all in matching uniforms with black boots. Yeah. One looks like the Super Saiyan form of Eddie Guerrero back in the mall at Days, brother. Oh, hell and yeah. with the new balances on. Goldberg comes out, 
rips through the four security guards as Tony Schiavone screaming, Goldberg just went through five men. I'm like, where the fuck did he learn to count? <laughs> Vince Russo is running from Goldberg saying, if you touch me, you're fired. You touch me, you're fired. Anyone in that backstage area touches me, they're fired on the spot. Scott Steiner pulls up on the screen. I'm at your girlfriend's fucking hotel room, Goldberg. Kicks open the door, grabs her, drags her out, pushing the camera backwards. Goldberg takes off, hightails it. I'm like, oh, God, this is a new episode. Next thing I know, Booker T's music hits. Booker T comes down the ring, gets in Vince Russo's face. What's Booker T start doing? Beating the shit out of Vince Russo. <laughs> did Booker get fired? Booker did not get fired. I love it. I love it. I love that you, like, this just ends so abruptly that you legitimately thought that you were on a new, like, that it was a continuation. You didn't know that you were on a new one. No, dude. That is like, so I looked, fucking funny. I looked down on my phone and was typing stuff out, and then I look up, and it's this, and I'm like, that's not the same arena. <laughs> so it took you, like, three or four minutes to realize that it wasn't even, it was a new Nitro? Yeah, I thought something else was happening. Like, Scott Steiner left, Vince Russo came back out with the security yeah. guards, but they were, like, teleported, dude. But, like, maybe you went to, like, commercial break or something that's... It's what the cut was. Yeah. Wow. Wow. WCW, you gotta love it. So yeah, there's really nothing else to say about this. Um, it was just a bunch of rematches from the night before, which I've never understood that logic with booking. Like you just put these matches on pay-per-view. Like with the premium live event model, like it makes a little bit of sense because people aren't buying $60 pay-per-views anymore. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, why did you run these matches back? Like, they weren't really good to begin with. So, I don't know, man. It, it, it was a rough Nitro to get through. It I was mean, a rough honestly, Nitro. my negative seven stars has to go to the pregnancy promo. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't a match, but that was the worst thing on this show. Because, like I said, I'm okay with a little bit of soap opera. Yeah. Splashed in my wrestling. But this was just full blown soap opera. Yeah. Like it just it was bad. If we're going match wise, I gotta go with uh Lance Storm versus Mike Awesome. I don't know, man. That four corners was bad. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that one. Yeah, so the minus seven stars of the night. But we did um, get to see Vampiro beat the shit out of Steam with the Kindle stick for like two minutes. Fair, which is fair. And then try to impale him with a spike. <laughs> with a drug trainer. Yeah, Kevin Nash is in the corner trying to put his Ikea together. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, it's just not going together. I love the Swedish meatballs. I love the Swedish meatballs, but I don't like olives. Yeah, I got to get you to an Ikea. You would love it. I'm bringing Kevin Nash with me. Yeah, book, book me. I'll do it. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this episode of the spot. How, how would you Podcast. rate that before we leave first? Oh, um, we rated the pay-per-view. I want to rate this one. Are we on a five star scale? Five star scale. Uh, point five. I gave it point three sixteenths. Point three sixteen. What? <laughs> oh, hell yeah. So, uh, yeah, I say next time we, um, we watch the raw that was going head to head with it just to see like what the competition was. Uh, that sounds more fun than WC. Yeah. Thunder. It sounds like it would actually be a good show. 
Sounds like it would actually be a good show. Here's another thing I want to point out too. It's like, if you notice, we were laughing our way through New Blood Rising because it was just laughingly bad. This one was just bad. It yeah. just drained us. It just fucking drained us. I, I felt like it was just a New Blood Rising remix. Yeah. Like and a hip hop half- remix album. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No <laughs> shit. This, uh, this was New Blood Rising, the Russo cut. Yes. <laughs> Oh my! Where can God. they watch a Wabash cut? I wonder. Oh well, if you head on over to Patreon.com/slash Madbash Studios and back us at the five dollar and above tier, you are going to get access to Danville Dreamers, the Madbash cut, or sorry, the Wabash cut. cut. Um, yeah, and there might be some more stuff with the Danville Dreamers. You never know. You never know. <laughs> Playing that one close to the vest. All right, guys. Here's the thing. We're going to wrap this up here. Um, we're going to be heading over to, again, over to patreon.com slash mad bash studios for the next episode of paid show. Uh, don't really know what we're going to get into on that one. We don't have a guest with us this time. And I think we're just going to kind of just turn the mics on and see what happens. We haven't done that in a while. I'm ready. So let's just go on over. Uh, you head on over again to uh, patreon.com slash madbash studios back us at the $5 and above tier and you'll get access to paid show. I just want to say this too, because I don't think a lot of people really realize this. Like the hot dog and a handshake, the $5 tier has a seven day free trial. Yeah. And we're not expecting you to keep up with it. Like try the seven day free trial. See if you think that it's worth it. And then if you think it is toss some ducats our way, we really appreciate if not, it. Just make another email address. We don't care. Yeah. Who cares? Um, we just want to get this content out there for you guys, man. That's what we're doing all this for is for you guys. But yeah, man, patreon.com slash mad bash studios. If you don't want to do that, just, you know, be sure you leave us a five star review on your favorite podcasting platform. Let's rise, uh, those charts. Let's get charted. Let's get all that important stuff going. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Attaboy I'm apparently on threads at Attaboy Dickie, but I never fucking use it. You can find Madrox over here at Madrox underscore BSB. They have better luck finding me on the Mad Bash Facebook page. Yeah, just, you know, Facebook.com slash Mad Bash Studios. That's where you can really keep up with a lot of what we're doing. Uh, give us a like, ski, invite your friends list. We would love to see that uh, grow our, our metrics over there. So yeah, gang, uh, we're gonna get off. Uh, we're gonna get off here. Um, I I just completely. I think I just had a, a fucking uh, seizure because <laughs> because like I was like, wait, I don't know what we're doing. I don't know how to sign off. But yeah, now you know how Tony Schiavone felt. Yeah. So for those of you uh, at the five dollar and above tier, we'll see you on paid show. IKEA. I mean, I'm just saying, the Swedish meatballs are really good. It's a good store. Hey, my plates in my kitchen are from Ikea. Oh, so, yeah? Yeah. I have a lot from Ikea, actually. I got the... Are you my, Kevin Ma- Kevin Nash? I said Kevin Mash. I don't know, but this coffee mug that I have right here is literally from Ikea, and I love it. All right, guys. We'll see you over on Paid Show. Paid Show.